0: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today's podcast is sponsored by coffee. Give me some coffee. I'm really tired. I don't even like it, but I need it. So can I have some, please? Um, That's not true. What is true is that this podcast features comedian Ishan Akbar, and he's really good. So I hope you enjoy this one. I've got to say from the beginning here that there is a bit of an issue for the last bit, where suddenly, for some reason, the audio on his side went a bit weird but that's right at the end so don't worry just enjoy it anyway and ignore that little bit I mean don't ignore it listen to it but just try not to get annoyed when the audio quality suddenly changes out of nowhere look this is this is what happens there's a pandemic going on I mean it's a miracle we can even still get podcasts made Miracle is probably too strong a word, but, you know, there's a lot going on. Everyone's tired. It's free content. Let's just enjoy it. Don't give each other a hard time. Let's just be nice. Having said that, we do enjoy getting stuck into talking about things and people that he hates. So, I mean, the bit about being nice you know, you've got to balance that with the the nature of the podcast. I'm rambling slightly. If you ever listen to this and you think you'd like to have your say on who and what you think are a dick, then do get in touch. Dickspod.com slash contact or give us a shout on Twitter or Instagram at Dickspod. We haven't done one for a couple of weeks due to all the crazy stuff going on in my life at the minute, which I won't go into. But we do appreciate you getting in touch and we look forward to doing a bumper episode soon. So there's the details for you. If you're a newcomer to this and you like the podcast then please why not subscribe and leave us a rating and a review that would be lovely and if you're an old-time listener and you've been with us for ages and you haven't done those things well frankly hey maybe it's time to do it I'm not going to give you a hard time you know it's just be nice that's all you know we've been here for a long time. We've, I feel we've built up a relationship. Why not go and do it? Doesn't take long, you know? feel like you've done something today, something good, something altruistic. Um, as you can tell, I'm in a babbly mood, so I'm just going to stop now and let's get on with the podcast. It's Desert Island Dicks with Ishan Akbar. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Ishan Akbar. How are you doing? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad, thanks. I, I was saying before we started recording, I've been having a hectic morning, but um, I don't think the the listeners want to hear about that, so, uh, I'll, you know.
1: No, they don't, but it's probably a good opportunity to remind listeners that banks close their day's transactions at four o'clock, even if they're open till five. Yeah. I used to work in a bank.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. not just that. This bank, it closes its counter service at one. Oh! Yeah.
1: God, banking's changed since I was a young man. <laughs> <laughs> but um how are you today yeah i'm good i'm really good i've had a nice friday i had a very hectic day yesterday so today was a bit more chilled uh i've just been doing a bit of life admin some comedy admin uh i've recently got a puppy during lockdown lovely and in the in the garden where she goes for her business it's a patio but because it's getting a bit warmer now the place stinks. <laughs> or is it just sort
0: of heating it all up? Like Yeah, it's heating
1: up like all. It's just a smell of piss is everywhere. <laughs> it's like a back alley in Soho at the moment, the garden. <laughs> and, I, you know, you go online, you look for solutions. There's so much bicarbonate of soda in my garden <laughs> right now, I have no idea if it's going to work. <laughs>
0: So that's fair been my enough, day. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think what we should do is put our heads together and get stuck into putting some dicks on an island. And um, we can distract ourselves from, from banking and fecal matter just for a short while at least. Thank you. Uh, how did you find the process of, of picking some dicks today?
1: It's, do you know, it, it's such a revealing experience because you kind of think, to, oh, well, I thought to myself, wow, I had these guys stored in the back of my head very quickly. <laughs> It didn't take me long, and I don't really think about these people very often, but clearly at some point in my life, deep in the recesses of my brain, I stored them as people I just don't have an yeah. aversion to. So all in all, it was easier than I would have expected it to be. Oh, good. Okay, well, let's dive straight in then. Who's going to be your first choice for the island? So my first choice for the island, I'd be very surprised if this isn't an already quite a popular choice, is Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks, okay. Yeah. I think do you
0: know what? He's not I don't think he's been on a huge amount of times actually. I think he's 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 one of those sort of Jamie Oliver characters that, that sort of like uh, people go hot and cold with him a bit, maybe. Yeah.
1: The thing with the, here's the thing. So my my attitude towards exercise is basically non existent. I, I it's just not something that I enjoy. I just think to myself, do you know what? My card's marked. I'm going to die when I'm going to die. I'm just going to enjoy myself (laughs) between now and then. Why why put myself through all this hassle to avoid the inevitable, right? Because until we find a cure for death, we're all going to die. (laughs) So Joe Wicks, I I, I used to like him when he used to do those cooking videos. Mm. uh, Leading 15, all that nonsense. (laughs) Um, But then it's just this insane level of positivity from a man who... He's genetically blessed of course he looks after himself there's no doubt yeah. but if you just look at his hair you're like you've got prime genes so you can do all this nonsense and throughout the pandemic he did all this exercise stuff and i know he was trying to help the nation but for me it was just too much positivity in a very good looking man i sound jealous i'm not <laughs> it's just i think if i was stuck on a desert island i'd want to be wanting to get out of that desert island and Joe's going to make me get up early, do exercises that I'm incapable of doing. Mm, yeah.
0: And, and there's something about this sort of pitch of his voice as well. That's very sort of like, hiya. It's very, hiya. Like, it's yeah, just a yeah.
1: bit too, it's just a bit jarring, you know. Exactly. It's, I think it, it just grates a bit. This, it's odd, isn't it? It's, I used to, you know, this whole adage of like, oh, nice guys finish last. Mm. Or like, if you're a nice guy, you're not going to get the girl. He's obviously a nice guy. And I always used to be like, oh, oh you know, rom- romance is so tricky. People are so tricky. What's the problem if I'm a nice guy? Like, why is that a difficult thing? But with Joe, I get it, because he's obviously a nice guy. And I find him intensely irritating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real fine line with kind of personal trainers and things like that, because it's like, you know, I'm not opposed to the idea of one day having like I I used to
1: before lockdown and stuff I used to enjoy going to the gym but yeah you look like you're in good shape you've got a good neck from what I can see on zoom <laughs> thank you <laughs> is that a compliment you've ever had he looks like he's got a fit
0: neck <laughs> it's not but I'm, I'm, I'll take anything I'm very needy so this is this is great I'm gonna be like wearing very low cut low cut t shirts so.
1: <laughs> putting at <it> the neck <laughs>
0: Yeah, just have a look at that um but my sort of issue is like even if like so I'd go to the gym near work and even if there was a mate of mine from work they'd be like oh do you want to go together today because I'm going I'd be like no way I can't work out if I see anyone I know like I'd have to go to a different side of the gym not because I'm pulling any weird faces but I just can't I don't know I'm just self-conscious in some way so the idea of me having like a trainer they'd have to just be like the most neutral person imaginable like and I don't know if it exists this personality type that can at once push you to do more repetitions than you'd ideally want to do but
1: also sort of just give it in a sort of yeah
0: if you want sort of
1: manner yeah Yeah. exactly and the thing is is one thing i find really interesting about personal trainers and fitness gurus is that fitness for them of course isn't it's an all-consuming thing every aspect of their life is about fitness and nutrition Whereas I'm a bit more of a multifaceted individual, right? Mm. Like, I want to go to the pub, drink some beers, watch the game, have a kebab, and then go on a date, have a pasta on the date. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like with fitness people, everything is about fitness. Yeah. And nothing else. And I just don't know how they live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you just need to surround yourself with enough of it that, like... I dunno, the personal trainers I used to see at the gym, like you could tell like it was their whole life and they're wearing the tightest sort of top yeah, so you yeah, could yeah. see every one of their rippling muscles. And you're like, Yeah, but what's what's beyond this? Like, you know, what's I don't know, I I don't I just don't think there's anything else. Can you imagine going on a date with Joe Wicks, what that would be like? Yeah, I think a lot of sort of being picky about the menu and in, in whatever restaurant yeah you're in. A
1: lot really picky about the menu and then his grazing voice like, oh my god that's lovely um <laughs> or, or something like that's a good impression of joe actually i'm surprised yeah. um and then like imagine imagine having sex with joe mm. because you would always be physically at a disadvantage
0: yeah
1: you'd always be the weaker person with the shitter body <laughs> and then yeah. you can't feel sexy can you yeah, it's like, did you come? No, I'm just really tired. Like you carry on.
0: I'm just going to close my eyes for a bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. Joe's just pounding away for forty-five minutes, turning into a hit, hit yeah. training. Catching sight of himself in the mirror,
0: and so if you've lost his focus, it's like he's just he's, <laughs> he's just gone. looking at himself. <laughs> yeah. He started filming himself. It's, uh, it's it's too late. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I don't know, I just think they're such Marmite characters. If you don't get on board with them, like that's it really. You're like, Well, yeah. I can't. And it's
1: can't weird, because it. I quite like Jamie Oliver. You mentioned Jamie earlier. Mm. i I quite like the dude. Like he's cooking, he's he's really inoffensive and he's just trying to help people mm. in his own way. But don't take away Twizzlers. I think the moment he took Turkey Twizzlers away from everyone, the nation turned. Yeah, yeah. Well, I find myself just going so hot and cold with him. It honestly
0: depends on sort of what day of the week it is. You yeah. know, but broadly speaking, I think he's okay. You know, I think
1: he's done some good stuff, but it, I can see how he'd great. Well, you know. What I love is Jamie Oliver. I know this isn't about Jamie Oliver, but the British people, our red lines are so clear. It's like turkey twizzlers, the caterpillar cake. <laughs> These are institutions you do not mess with. <laughs> And there's a country that for 250 years ruled three quarters of the world. How
0: is those the two red lines? I know. I just think that's so much these days. We're just sort of people who get really angry very quickly, I think, over, over whatever it happens to be. And, you know, at some points that's led to some quite powerful situations, but other times you're
1: arguing about something completely ridiculous. There has been more anger over a lady who put a cat in a bin than a prime minister who's killed 120,000 people. Do you know, it's just absolutely yeah. mad. I think more and more I get an idea of our sort
0: of uh, national personality as someone who like you know, if you're at school and there's maybe a lad in the year above you who seemed a bit cool at the time, you know, he had his car first, yeah. you know, went out with all the pretty girls in your year. Yeah. And you kind of sort of thought, oh, he's a bit of a dick, but he's also kind of cool. And yeah. then years later, when everyone's moved on and got proper jobs, he's still the same person coming up to you at a, like, a reunion going, all right, you're and giving you a dead arm. And you're like, yeah. no, you, you can't do that anymore. Like, yeah, we're
1: done. It's Yeah, that's sort
0: of how I see the united kingdom a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. you know specifically england just coming up to the eu going you're nob <laughs> hey. of the hair and all yeah they like you can't do that anymore <laughs> like we're grown ups now yeah we've yeah. we got <laughs> children What's yeah wrong with you? you don't own everyone anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but but joe wicks okay we we'll get to subject joe wicks i yeah i think you're right i just think anyone that that full of enthusiasm on an island when you just want to go, Joe, Joe, let's Joe, just mate. look at the sunset. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Hopefully someone will see the SOS. Let's just yeah. chill, please. Like, I know there's a lot of saturated fat in coconut. Yeah. Coconuts, but, but, but it's but... delicious. Yeah. And it'll be like,
1: eucalyptus tree! <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just, yeah, he just needs, like, the edge taken. It's just like someone needs to sort of give him a constant, like, audio processing. Just take the the, the attack yes. off his voice a little bit. I think
1: someone just needs, someone needs to say to Joe, Joe, you're all right? Because he always, it feels like he's always trying to make a good impression. Hmm. Whereas I think someone just put needs to put an arm around him and be like, have a burger. Yeah. You'll love it.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Also, I mean, the whole thing about getting the nation fit, I mean, that's that is a positive thing. But... It's also still very good for your profile as well. So I can't believe it's 100%, you know. <laughs> Altruistic, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Get the nation. I want to basically, because I've decided that I want to rally against this. Um, I mean, people will tell you just by looking at me that I'm rallying against this notion of fitness anyway. But <laughs> I want to celebrate the people who are. I want to do a cricket documentary about, like, the fat cricketers, because I think they're just the best sportsmen. They're international (laughs) sportsmen who are fat, and they always inspired me to be like, you can be an international sportsman one day. (laughs) And like fat snooker players, fat darts players, these guys are just... I love them all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was um,
0: Andy Fordham, the Viking, in darts, who uh, was at one point so large that he had a contest where he had to retire due to heat exhaustion. That is amazing. In darts... (laughs) And I mean, you know, what a good story, though. Come on. I know, it was fantastic. <laughs> but I remember my friend texting me about it. We were both really into darts at the time, and we were watching it. He was like, Oh, Andy Fordham's going to play Phil the Power Taylor. And then my friend texted me going, "You've got to bo- go and buy a copy of the Sun on your lunch break. Turn yeah. to page eighteen and just like." Tr- and then he was like, checking up, went, "Have you done it yet?" And I was like, "No, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I just can't wait any longer." <laughs> Andy Fordham had to retire due to heat exhaustion. <laughs> We're, like, you know, like even like a fat cricketer so has to stand there in the sun all day in the yeah. West yeah. Indies or somewhere. But yeah. he's just in a pub. <laughs> How hot does it get in a pub
1: in Stoke? He's in a pub, throwing a dart. <laughs> <laughs> That is, see, Joe Wicks is not going to give you fun stories like this, is he? No, no. He's
0: going to go, oh, do you know what would be lovely? Kale right now. (laughs) No, 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 no. That was a really good impression. (laughs) Thanks.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, Joe Wicks is going to join you on the island then. Who else is going to be there with you? Right, number two. So, um, your listeners may or may not be aware, I had a former career uh, as a banker. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was, uh, you know, the person I'm picking now is someone who more people would would have become au fait with because of the things that he did. And it's a guy called Bernie Madoff. Okay, yes, it rings a bell. Yeah. So Bernie Madoff, uh, he died a couple of years ago in jail, but basically he went into jail because he was running effectively a multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme. And there were celebrities, global leaders, all sorts of people were ploughing money into his thing. And in, when the financial crisis happened, he told his sons, there is no money. It's all, None of it is real. It's, I've mm. oh, fucked it. <laughs> and the reason I don't want Bernie Madoff is because Bernie Madoff, you know, at the peak of his powers, he had like seven boats, 16 houses all across the world, he was connected to everybody. So it was this false sense of success that was built on nothing. And for me, having someone like Bernie Madoff on the island would lull me into a false sense of security. And then when you fall from the top, it hurts. Mm. So for me, having someone like Bernie Madoff, he's going to get me involved in some sort of scheme on the island that I don't really understand. But it makes me feel safe. Yeah. And I've got sea view apartment. That's all I want. <laughs> But then, one day, the bailiff's going to turn around. Where's Bernie? He's on a fucking boat in jail. I don't know. And then, I'm going to be in trouble. So, yeah. that's the person I've gone for.
0: That's Yeah, that's good, yeah. I just, I mean, think anyone who has the sheer audacity to do something of that scale is just, just sort of... Just beyond normal reckoning. I mean, it's, you know, lots of people want to like put away a few quid here and there, you know, if they're sort of that way inclined. But when you're like doing it on a scale of billions and you just kind of go, yeah, be all right. Like the level of kind of utter self-belief and confidence and just narcissism that you need. I mean, just how
1: do you live with people like that? And the thing is, is he was like, he was able to convince big banks to give him money he was then using to pay off other people who he promised a certain level of return to and to be able to do that and bankers are stupid at the best of times that's the truth I used to be (laughs) one look at me now but to be able to do that on that scale if I was on an island with someone like that he has so much confidence I wouldn't believe anything my own judgment at all Mm. I'd be like you look like you know what you're doing even on an island you've made a suit out of straw and you look sick. <laughs> I'm gonna believe you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that because that's the thing—that sort of person would probably also be good at convincing you that they're different now, and you would be like, "Look, look, look—we've all, yeah, we've all heard the stories about him, but seriously, on the island, you know, nice guy, like you yeah. know, yeah—and one <laughs> yeah. day, all those coconuts <laughs> I've given him." I'm okay with having given them because that, that's going to come back tenfold. You Ten, know. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. He he will magically be able to grow so many more coconuts. Yeah, and meanwhile he's ravaged an indigenous population in a corner of the island that I didn't know existed, <laughs> taking all their coconuts and giving it to me. I'm like, bro, this guy's sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? I mean, like when we sort of think of like the nature of kind of huge capitalist enterprises like that yeah you know I'm not advocating complete socialism here but it's like yeah if everyone was like that and that's the ultimate thing to be you know that's like the tip of the, the sharp pointy end of capitalism like it just doesn't work because like we're all just crazy mad bastards You know? yeah exactly you we- know if you're the best at something and that's what you turn into by being the best at that system of, of world governance you're like well, it can't work. If we're all the best at
1: something and we just turn into absolute lunatics, then maybe that's not the way to go. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the th- like. I sometimes, you know, I grew up in an Asian household where my parents took it upon themselves to remind me that I wasn't good at anything. <laughs> and that gave me something to aspire to. And then I meet other people, often white, who grew up in households where their mummy and daddy told them, you are the best, you can do whatever you like. And they turn into such bitter bastards. <laughs> <laughs> And I just think that I prefer my method, but with Bernie, because he's just, everything is possible. People who say everything is possible are arseholes, because it's not. And he will be able to convince me that a bridge is going to turn up on this island, and I'll be safe, and I'll get all the food that I want. I don't know how he's going to do it, but... uh...
0: But yeah, I'll tell you what, I think people who say that everything is possible have usually done quite a lot already, so it's not like... They usually like, I've been really lucky and worked hard as well, and I believe everything is possible. So now you, at the bottom, where you've got nothing, have to believe it too. Like, you didn't necessarily believe it was possible right at the start. You know? Yeah,
1: you had no idea this was going to
0: happen like this. And there's a lot of people in the X Factor who have that much self-belief, but they can't sing. You know, it's not like... it's all, You know, it's important to remind people it's not all self-belief. You know, there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah, who are like... Exactly. You know, like, oh, I'd love to play rugby for England but you yeah. know I only weigh 10 stone so it's not you know it's not going to work you know it just doesn't work but like there's the thing
1: like for so recently I don't know if you've seen some YouTubers have taken to going into different career paths so Jake Paul recently had a fight with a former UFC fighter oh yes, yeah but that generation of people are being told oh you can do anything right mm. you know KSI for example he started his career screaming at videos on playing of him playing FIFA just screaming when a goal went in or whatever now he's got a rap album, yeah. and Jake Paul's fighting, now he wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. And you're like, how? what? How? There is no way yeah. anyone can legitimately accept this dude doing this. He's being told that anything is possible because he's got followers, mm, and he's got yeah. money.
0: But even then... It's weird that that sort of generation of YouTubers and influencers, they're told and believe that anything is possible, and yet they spend their time kind of opening boxes on videos and you know and like reviewing lip gloss it's like yeah no no anything is possible yeah like, well this is anything you're like no no like real yeah, proper is. anything yeah. i mean like climb a mountain or like you know fucking swim across the ocean yeah no you want to unbox a tamagotchi that you found yeah. okay fine you know good good up-to-date reference there with the tamagotchi <laughs> enjoy um, that but bernie madoff then i mean we just yeah you're just never going to be able to trust the man and it's just going to you're just going to be constantly worrying about what's going to happen when you wake up each day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I can't I can't take that risk. And also I know my personality, which is that if someone sells me an unrealistic dream, I will give up the T-shirt on my back and just to make it happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, I think he's going to have Joe Wicks under his spell in seconds, isn't he? Like, oh, my they...
1: God. Can you imagine those two together?
0: Yeah. And then he's going to have him like someone very fit and athletic as his minion to Do his bidding
1: exactly, exactly. And in lean in 15 is going to become mil in 15, one mil 15.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we've got the first two
1: then. Who's going to be the final one rounding off this trio of dicks? The the rounding on, off this trio of dicks is so I'm a big football fan, I mm-hmm. love football, um, I'm a United fan. The obvious choice would be Ryan Giggs because of the recent things that have happened, but. I'm going to leave him out of it because it's a legal case or whatever else. The person I'm going to go for is a legend of the Premier League, Alan Shearer. Okay, interesting. And what what is it about Alan? The thing about Alan is never has a man so boring and so much money talking. It is remarkable. He would sit there and just point out the most obvious things to me. The whole day. If you see any of this guy's punditry, he will say things like, oh, well, if he'd headed that in, it would have been a goal. You're like, well, yeah, it would have been, Alan. That's how it works, friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I-, I loved him as a player. I thought he was brilliant. But just in terms of conversation, because no, I'm stuck on a desert island. I need someone to be able to talk to. Mm. And of all the people that I could think of, I was like, this guy whose job it is to talk. Is the worst at it. Yeah. And he's there sat next to Ian Wright, who is a bundle of joy and personality. Yeah. Yeah. And Alan Shearer, just, he would drive me want to shoot my own eyeballs. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big football fan, right? But
0: it it seems like he's been doing that job for a very long time. Yeah. And, like, you just think, is the well, I don't want to tar all footballers with the, you know, with the stupid brush, but, like, is the talent pool that small in terms of ex-footballers who can also commentate that you end up with him for that long because surely there's someone who's knowledgeable and interesting out of the hundreds of football players that have been and gone in the time that he's been on air. Yeah,
1: there are. I think because Alan Shearer is such a big name in English football, you know, he's a top scorer in Premier League history. He's a bit of a legend in that regard. It's been, he's been allowed. And actually, you know, recently we've had Alex Scott, who is um, a footballer and she played for Arsenal, played for England, and she's taking on the football-focused job. Mm Mm-hmm. And because like she's come in this new wave, new young presenter who's knowledgeable, they're articulate, they're funny, they make it interesting. So people, the Alan Shears of the world are probably going to die out slowly because they just exist in pointing out the obvious all the time. Yeah. Like, a pol- you know, if you had a political commentator who just said obvious things all the time, like, oh, Boris Johnson said that the body should be piled high. That's not a very nice thing to say. Well, yeah, no, it isn't, That's, but you're not giving us any analysis as to what the repercussions are of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, So with Alan Shearer, it's like, I would respect the man, but it would just be the most boring chat. Yeah, yeah. He's, he seems to be the sort of person that even if you sort
0: of go, tell us about um, oh, when you scored that amazing goal for England, he's yeah. still just there wouldn't be any light in his eyes when he no. told you. He'd be like, yeah. well, you know, the cross came in. And uh, I was just able to get it in. Yeah, was that really? I mean, but you scored for your country in a really important game. Is that? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: No. I'd rather have something like Gaza. Like, Gaza is insane. Oh, yeah. You want him? Imagine. He would be so much fun on a desert island. He would drive you up the bend, but it would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just think, I don't see why. I just think there must be enough people that aren't like him for you. I don't know if they just think it's balanced. Like, if you had too many Ian Wrights in the room, it would get a bit too much. But I mean, I've met Ian Wright, and he's one of the nicest men in the entire world. Sure, and I yeah. think. I mean, having too many of him in a room, I just think it would be amazing. I just think it would be absolutely brilliant. Like, why not have one more enthusiastic yeah. person?
1: You'd have to like level it out, you know. The closest they've got is Michael Richards. He used to play for Manchester City. Uh, and he's got this really fun relationship with Roy Keane on Sky Sports. They're the main two together. Mm. Roy Keane, even though he's always, what's interesting about Roy Keane is he's still a very angry man, and that comes through <laughs> in the punditry, and it's so fun to watch. Whereas Alan Shearer's emotional range, I, I don't think that there is one. He he's the most middling person ever. Even <laughs> and the thing is I should have known this because he had. A celebration which he he scored 260 goals and every time he had the same celebration which is he'd run away from the goal with one arm in the air close very close to a Nazi salute <laughs> but one one arm in the air that's it nothing else it was the most basic thing yeah
0: yeah and it must, I mean, it must feel incredible, like, doing anything, You know, having that many people just thinking that you're brilliant in, in a very short burst. Yeah. You know, just the, the energy coming off the crowd. I mean, I've been in a football crowd when people have scored, and it feels incredible, and I haven't scored the
1: goal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you can not just be in absolute hysterics. <laughs> Imagine, right, when Freddie Mercury did that amazing thing that recall at the concert when he put, put, got the microphone stand up in the air and he was triumphant and all these people were singing the song. He was doing recall. If Alan Shearer was there, he would just give everyone the thumbs up <laughs> and it would be so disappointing. You're like, dude... We're all singing your name, and the best you can do is put your thumbs up.
0: Well, on this podcast before, we've talked about uh, the bass player from Queen John Deacon, and he's very much got the Alan Sugar approach of like, you're in the biggest rock band in the world, this concert's going to go down in history, and you're just standing at the back with your shorts really short and just sort of looking like (laughs) a substitute teacher or something like. Yeah. Come on, please enjoy this. Like, <laughs> Please enjoy what you've
1: got. It's... Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, so Alan Shearer, like, great player, but the most middling person I think I've ever come across, yeah. in public life anyway. Yeah,
0: definitely. I just, yeah, he's not, I mean, you know, there will be hard bits on the desert island, but there's also going to be the nice moments where you can sit together around a campfire or watch the sunset. And just doing that with Alan Shearer, he's like, God, look at this sunset. And he would be like, yep.
1: Oh, come on, give me some more, please. Yeah. Come on. And then with Joe's over-enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah. Bernie scheming and Alan's indifference and ambivalence to everything. That's just an iron that's going to drive me up the fucking bench. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you were like, Alan, more enthusiasm. Not you, Joe. Turn it down.
0: <laughs> down. Bernie, uh, I don't know what to do with you. I'll, I'll, I'll think about, I'll, I'll come back to you.
1: <laughs> I don't want any more coconuts, Bernie. <laughs> Leave me alone they're bad for you you know i know joe you've told me loads of times i'm not doing any more burpees whatever they are <laughs> uh, alan i can do 10 burpees in 50 seconds <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, mm. the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy okay well that's that's the people picked and i think you've done a very good job of that now thank you mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over unfortunately for you is your least favorite food and drink in the world what are they and why are they so bad
1: okay so the food that i've gone for is a food that i think people force themselves to like because they think it's a sign of social mobility and success okay And that is dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, yeah, okay. Fuck dark chocolate. Who (laughs) said that was a good idea? Anybody who eats dark chocolate, oh, I love dark chocolate, I prefer it to Cadbury's. You're lying. Mm. Our palates as kids, we did not have dark chocolate. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. Dark chocolate are the olives of the chocolate world. We're forcing ourselves to like this because we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm an adult now. I eat 70% cocoa. That's shit. (laughs) If you had a set like dark chocolate, hot chocolate after a cold day, you'd be so fucked off. Definitely. Yeah. You're like, where's the sugar in this thing? Because it's
0: like, if you want a bar of dairy milk and that's what you're after, a chocolate bar, and you have, and all that was available is white chocolate, it was sort of, it's not as good, but it was sort of scratch the itch. Whereas dark chocolate, you're like, this isn't, this is almost savoury. This is like. Yeah, it's
1: cardboard. Yeah. Like, it's not fun. I also think dark chocolate is an insult to 250 years of colonial rule because they put sugar in the cocoa, might as well make use of it now. Like, do you know what I mean? Why go through all that pain and suffering and loss to not have that chocolate? In fact, if you eat dark chocolate, you're siding with the colonialists. That's what you're doing. You're... (laughs) You're not siding with us, the victims. We had sugar put in it. Just eat it with us, please. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, someone was telling me that uh, the tennis player um, Djokovic he's so strict with himself that when he wins a Grand Slam, he's allowed one square of dark chocolate. And it's like, huh. what? Don't even have that. That's not like yeah, that's, just, not a,
1: that's not that's a celebration. That's <laughs>
0: like, what is that? Let's just like just do something else. Find a new celebration. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. Oh my God, Joe Wicks it. would love him. Yeah, definitely. We come back on this podcast quite often to the idea of things that are like almost the good thing, but not quite being worse than something that's just shit. You know, like, I don't know, something that you really... You know, like dark chocolate, it's not disgusting, but it's just disappointing. You know, it's something like yeah. that looks fun, but just will never follow through on its promise.
1: It it looks and smells like hope. Mm. And then you put it in your mouth and all hope disintegrates and you think, why... <laughs> Why would anyone do this? Yeah, yeah. I I don't understand. So, yeah, for me, it's dark chocolate. And you're also
0: left with a bitter aftertaste as well. So it's like you've got disappointment and then a lingering resentment as well.
1: Yeah, and I think there's this thing, you know, when you become an adult, I'm 36 now, but there are still certain things which I think are are often associated with being an adult or a well-to-do adult that I just think there's no pleasure in this. Why would you have a black coffee and a dark chocolate yeah. at the end of a meal. You've just spoiled the meal.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like what because the meal tasted so good, I've got to sort of like cleanse the palate so much that I can just move on with my life,
1: otherwise yeah. I'll never leave this moment in time because <laughs> yeah. I had so much uh, fun. Think of I'm something gonna, bad. <laughs> I'm going to cleanse it to the point of bitterness because that's my existence. Yeah. Like, it just seems so sad. Yeah. Also, as a grown-up, it's like there's certain things, like you
0: say, like... If you don't like them, it's not just like, oh, you don't like that. It's like, oh, right. Are you like some kind of child? or Like olives. Yeah. I like olives now. But it took, I wasn't until I was 35 that I started liking them. Right. You know, and it's like, well, how, you know, and if you're like, oh, no, do you want an olive? Oh, I don't like them. Like, oh, right. Oh, you're simple. You know.
1: Yeah. People see it as a source of pride yeah. to put shit things in their mouth and be like, oh, I like this. No you don't when did you start liking this you've <laughs> trained your brain in some weird sas thing on channel 4 to say i like dark chocolate no one yeah. forced you to make this choice
0: <laughs> it's weird isn't it i mean even the idea of like certain chocolates being more childlike is kind of weird cuz it's all just for fun it's not good for anyone it's like but smarties yeah. is a child's chocolate whereas like you know like galaxy caramel is more grown up you know and then you have dark chocolate like right? because i'm mature now here's something that's less nice than the children's version
1: yeah i know i just i don't understand it because it. i don't know at which point our palates make that switch mm. because i don't i feel like it's not a normal thing to like dark chocolate
0: <laughs> no yeah i agree yeah
1: and what would you try
0: and wash that down with what would your drink choice be right the worst drink have you heard of something called Advocate? Yes, it's the sort of completely opaque yellow stuff, isn't it? Oh
1: my God, what <laughs> is that? Yeah. I've only ever had it once and it was so bad, I've not forgotten it. <laughs> it's like a yellowy, eggnoggy thing. I don't know what's in it. It is the worst, worst drink on the planet. I think it has got egg in it. And at that point, you're like...
0: I'm gonna make a new alcoholic beverage. Great. What are you gonna make it out of? Like fruit, or you know, some spirit, eggs? Like, sorry, it sounded like you said eggs. <laughs> yeah, did you? <laughs> you? You did say eggs, right? Okay. Um, Eggy John's gonna make a new drink. <laughs> like,
1: let's not invite him to the party. Look, look. Let's just call it what it is: alcohol. Right? Because I was going. I was raised in a Muslim family. I wasn't exposed to alcohol as a kid. When I got older, I started drinking. Weirdly, I'm one of those weird people that actually quite likes the taste of beer. When I first had beer, I was like, actually, I quite like this. You need bitter. I liked it. But something that's 20% alcohol, you're not drinking it for the taste. (laughs) Then someone puts egg in it, and then somehow they make it look like custard. So you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be a creamy deliciousness. So there's a cognitive dissonance and a bit like with dark chocolate, where you're thinking, oh, it's going to taste like custard. It might be like a Bailey's almost. Mm. I can get behind this. And then in your mouth, it's like fucking rat poison. <laughs> and you're like, why did I do this? <laughs> and it's not even one of those drinks where, like tequila, I don't like tequila, but I'll drink it because I know it's going to get me smashed and I'm going to have a nice time. Yeah, Advocat makes me want to cleanse out my own intestines with my bare hands. <laughs>
0: It's it's so I I think I've tried it in is it a snowball where it's like mixed with lemonade? Yes. I think I've yes, tried yes. that and then you can't really taste much. It's just it's just a sweet, fizzy, weird, cloudy. It's almost like a sort of old uh, like a like a I don't know, Doesn't that, that look like a look, glass
1: of cum? Wouldn't that it's, look <laughs> It's not great looking, yeah. Or
0: like an old cream soda that's all melted or something right? well I mean no well, not cream soda, what's it called? Ice cream float. Thing, Ice cream you know? float, yeah yeah yeah, okay. But um yeah, I don't know. Just the idea. I remember being fascinated when I was little. You know, when you're sort of young and you kind of see like the drinks in like the corner shop or whatever. You see the drinks yeah. sort of behind the counter, and it's this like mystery world of like, what's that? You know. But yeah. the what avocat always because I never saw anyone buy it. It was always the same bottle, and it's just like, <laughs> I, what is that thing? No one seems to know what it's there, but
1: <laughs> yeah. it's there. It's there. It's always there. Ever present. Yeah, I think uh, Avocat for me is just such a horrible drink. Like I said, I've only ever had it once i've never forgotten
0: it and a drink like at some point you'll kind of go okay lads let's just get drunk like fuck it we've got all this booze but the amount it's going to take so much like glugging this stuff down to actually get pissed on the island on that
1: yeah because quite like a thick gloopy thing mm. and yeah it's just this basically i think that w- what's becoming clear as i'm talking to you is i don't like false promises
0: yeah Right.
1: So Bernie sells me false promise. Alan, you know, 260 goals. told me, if you might be interesting. He's not dark chocolate avocado. It's all of that. I think that's what I've come to realise about me is I'm already stuck on an island. I've got the reality of this island solitary living in front of me. I don't want anything that is going to be a mirage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I quite agree. I think that's a very wise choice. Yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> and well chosen as well. Thank OK. You. Well, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
1: So my least favourite film of all time is uh, the original 39 Steps from Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: I remember watching this at school, I think. Yeah, the reason I chose this is because it's one of those films that film buffs... Basically, I don't like film buffs anyway. I don't like anyone who's a film or a music Nazi. Yeah. Right? don't like it. Just, everyone's got different tastes, right? Obviously, Hitchcock has got this legendary status, and I get it. Maybe they'll be, in 20 years' time, my kids and grandkids will be like, why did you like will ferrell he's a fucking idiot and like because he's (laughs) hilarious um but yeah i watched 39 steps some friends of mine they've really got into film and they're like oh you know you've got to watch a hitchcock film and 39 steps i watched because i've seen i've not seen the play Mm. but i watched the film i didn't really understand it to be honest i didn't it just felt like such a waste of time. Mm. And the week before I'd watched, what was it? Uh, Sophie's Baby? No. What's the famous one? Rosemary's Baby? Yes! Rosemary's Baby. Oh my God. That's that's also got a, an honourable mention from one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> because the plot was given away about a quarter of the way through the film, and the rest of it was just filler. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, for me, it would be one of those two. I think the
0: thing is with, like, those old
1: films, is, like, quite
0: often, I think acting has come a long way. I'm just going to... I just think yeah. there was a different style of acting, whereas I think at, at one point, being an actor was sort of, I don't know, speaking very clearly in a nice suit, and that was enough.
1: Yes. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's good quite, looking, would, yeah. look, looking. good in that suit, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and obviously quite a lot of acting these days can also, you know, it's like, we have to look good in, you know, whatever. But, like... It feels like some of it's so clunky and wooden, and I, you know, is this is this actually good? Like I remember watching a James Dean film, a James like how many people have had James Dean posters on their wall? But yeah. I watched one, and he was shit. It was like this is like. <laughs> this is mumbly crap this is rubbish I don't know maybe that was just the part he was playing but I was like this isn't a good film this isn't I mean some films hold up you know like I really like some like it hot and that's an old film you know Yeah. Yeah. but you know it's funny it's still like a funny film whereas yeah some of them it's like this is some some of the some of
1: the carry on films are great they're Mm. very funny the acting is funny even a Mr Bean film I'd watch I'm like this is kind of funny you know (laughs) But 39 Steps and Rosemary's Baby, it was like, oh, it's avant garde. Oh, they talk about society and philosophy and religion. And you're just there going, she's pregnant with Satan's child. Like, that's the story. And she's told me in the first act.
0: <laughs> and I think as well, yeah, like if you're, I mean, imagine watching that with, with, um, with the people you've got on the island, you know, with Alan Shearer and Joe Wicks. And it's like, oh and you're, God. cause you've decided you're going to give it a go. You're like, fuck, there's nothing, you know, it's day 89. Let's just watch a film. You might as well. And then Joe's like, who's that one? You're like, that's a different one, Joe He's like, no, but he was just in the cupboard a minute ago. No, that's not him. That's Why they. they, is that? He looks a bit pale. It's a black and white film. What do you mean? It's black and white film. And I, come on, Joe. And
1: then Alan's like, not that much better.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: So, like, Oh, yeah, that, that was scary. Oh, that was interesting.
0: Or he just keeps going, I knew he was going to do that. So he yeah. wasn't even watching Alan. He's like, yeah, I still knew. <laughs> just like really male ownership of it all. Just like, yeah, well, I knew he was going to say that. He didn't say that. That was someone else. He's like, yeah, well, it's stupid anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember having to watch it in English class and being quite excited because it was a film. But then just very quickly think, this isn't... It's like it was the dark chocolate of, of, you know, (laughs) in-class entertainment.
1: (laughs) The the film I watched in English was The Truman Show. I loved it. Oh, right, wow. That was a good film to watch for an English class, I think. That is a good one to watch for an English
0: class. I think maybe I was a few years ahead of you, so I think I didn't get anything that fun. I mean, (laughs) I wasn't that many years ahead of you. The 39 (laughs) Steps had just come out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I, was, uh, I went to school in a time portal. It's confusing. <laughs> you look great. You look yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was in the 40s. It was a yeah, long time ago. Hard to remember.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, what would your song choice be?
1: Now, this is, a, this is quite tricky for me because I've reached that point in my life where I find myself saying things like, I didn't even understand what these modern singers are saying. <laughs> yeah. There's no enunciation, there's no pronunciation. It's just mumbling all the way through. And if I listen to like another genre like Grime or Rap, someone will stub their toe in the middle of the song and go, ah, and I'm like, why has (laughs) that happened? So choosing a song was really hard. So I'm gonna am I allowed to say that any Spotify playlist from 2014 onwards (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay okay that's quite i mean it's, it gives you quite a lot of choice but i mean i think that's okay yeah and what i mean what is it particularly that grinds your gears about? i think
1: what grinds my gears is like let's take um a, Lu- um, a lewis capaldi song i quite like Louis capaldi's voice but when he sings i think mm. about 10 percent of the words are pronounced in their entirety and like you know mm. he might instead of lord he'll say law Instead of saying "left it all behind," he might be like, "left it all behind," and you're like, "What? What's happened there?" So I have to go on to Google, do a translate, be like, "Ah, right, okay, that—that's what he said."
0: <laughs> I think it's something they do, kind of in lieu of personality, isn't it? It's like, or I don't, I don't know, like the kooks were really good at it, weren't they? It's sort of like. You know, like, giving the impression that maybe... Oh, are they Northern? No, they're not. They're from Brighton. How does this work, then? But that kind of, like... uh, uh,
1: uh. The last song, I think, that everybody knew the words to, even if you heard it once, was Mr Brightside. Mm. And there's a lot of words in that song. It's just, because it's clear, you kind of instinctively know what the next word's going to be.
0: Apparently, that's still in the charts. That's still in the singles charts, and it's never left it, Mr Brightside, because it's so popular. Really? It
1: doesn't surprise me. It's just one of those songs, like you are always going to know the words to it mm. and it's just i just feel like when i hear songs now i have to I, I might like the melody i might like the voice but then i've got to go look up what the lyrics were because i'm not going to be able to sing along to it when i go to latitude or whatever <laughs> or reading
0: yeah i think um yeah i mean this is something that joe wicks is going to get really into and be like oh yeah i like this one do you like this you like, no i don't i don't even know what they're saying oh they're just saying I don't even know what to say, saying, but it's good, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, Joe. Yeah, I know, exactly. And it's and I think Alan Shearer's going to be there just listening to Geolingo and playing that to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I like the idea of you actually being trapped with just like a whole jukebox full of songs that, are like, everyone is just, another disc comes on, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> but it's just from a different genre, and so he's like, oh, I hate every genre of music now. Yeah. Okay, now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
1: Right, now, I've got two for this. I've got one is cop, which is kind of a serious answer and one's kind of a joke okay. answer. The serious answer is the world's most pointless animal, which is a mosquito.
0: Yeah, I'm like, yeah.
1: um, Surely that's come up before on this pod, but...
0: I think so, but, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they deserve mentioning quite often because yeah, they're such it's dicks. Yeah, just
1: why, if, if you... Particularly, you know, I was always, like I said, in a Muslim family, if you are religious, there is no way you can explain to me why God would make a mosquito. doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, because it's not just like they bite you and it's annoying. It's like, okay, biting you and sucking your blood is one thing, but then to like spread so much disease as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, oh, the sound they make when they like get close to your ear is just horrendous.
1: It's awful. And then now, now they've started to make some things where they can catch loads of mosquitoes and People tip these bins out with mosquitoes in them that they've killed. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there are gazillions of these fuckers. Mm. And it's just killing people left, right and centre. And they're they're not nice to look at. They don't make a nice sound. And they fucking kill you. Why do they exist?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the the least damage they can do is give you a bite that itches all day long when you're on holiday in a nice place. And,
1: (laughs) And that's the thing. Sometimes, a bit like terrorism, the worst thing you can do is inconvenience you. So like because of terrorism, we've got like 100 milliliter bottles, got a pack. Yeah. It's just so much, such a faff. It's the same with the mosquito. If that's the best thing they can do, is inconvenience you for a day. How annoying is that? The moment yeah. I was of desert island. It wasn't killing me, it just kept itching all day long. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then
1: Joe wants me to do a burpee. I'm like, I can't reach. I've got crabs <laughs> trying to scratch my bum because it's fucking <laughs> mosquito. <laughs>
0: yeah and at least with like a fly being annoying in your room you can generally find it to kill it but like if you're going to sleep and a mosquito you can just hear it buzzing next to your ear like you can't find it with no. the lights on no. like it doesn't exist until it's dark again yeah. you're like where the fuck is this and it's like why like i never get bitten on my ear so why are you flying so close to my ear it's like i think they're just fucking with us because exactly. it's like you get bitten on your arm or your ankle or something so, why are you always so busy just freaking me out just as I'm drifting off to sleep? Like,
1: and the thing is, you don't even know if it's the same mosquito because the mosquito's in your ear, but basically being like, I'm going to fuck you up tonight. What? I'm going to fuck you yeah. up. And five seconds later, your knee starts itching and you're like, "What? How, how did that happen? Yeah. yeah. Are you in cahoot just like a team?
0: Ah, they're complete bastards. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, one thing that I have uh, in my favour when dealing with mosquitoes is that. I don't know what it is about my wife but she attracts them like no I basically don't need mosquito repellent when I'm with her which I feel awful about but it is quite I mean it is I I end up it does benefit me you know so it's unpleasant I I would rather she didn't get put through that but it is quite handy I have to say
1: <laughs> it's nice to have that I I, I yeah. am the one the mosquitoes go for cuz I think it's a bigger surface area <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, yeah <you're good. laughs>
0: I think maybe I've just been putting out so many abrasive thoughts into the world. Like I'm just too <laughs> bitter. <laughs> then mosquitoes like, ah, fuck that. Oh, a bitter podcast host. <laughs> Who must have
1: had dark chocolate? Fucking hell. It <laughs> yeah. tastes like yeah. shit. Even Mosquitoes yeah. don't like dark chocolate. That's how shit it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you said there was a second animal choice as well. Yeah,
1: second animal choice is uh, squirrels. Okay. Oh, fuck. Right. Squirrels are the rats of woodland okay mm. they're just they're, they're rats who can afford a haircut <laughs> and that's it that's the only difference and uh, they, they move in really s- darty ways and again it's that thing of promising a lot and then just being little shitbags mm. because they look cute they look nice you're like oh it's fluffy it's harmless but that squirrel's gonna fuck you up if it could it would bite you and it would steal your food and i just don't like them
0: also they're, they're really thick as well like i, I I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before on the podcast. Like in our local park, I was walking over my son once, and I just heard this splat. And I looked around, this squirrel just falling out of a tree, <laughs> and as I. Was like, that's like a fish drowning it's like that's your that's your thing is <laughs> trees right to be and it was high it was like about 20 feet and i you could see it just kind of go <laughs> oh fuck me and it started licking its paws and i think it needed a bit of recovery time but my son just ran after it and it had to like scarper i came home and i told my wife i was like i just seen a squirrel fall out of a tree she was like was it that big tree at the start where you go into the park and i was like yeah she goes i saw that as well i was like so it's happening a lot <laughs> oh
1: my god god i do not unless part.
0: it's just one really crap squirrel in the same tree but there's a lot of squirrels in that park i think it's probably a different That's one That's
1: so funny i think just yeah i think squirrels just they they're given this status of just being cute little i've seen squirrels like steal food from children like little babies mm.
0: yeah and i i think they're weird like they only jump like, there's, they can't walk, which just seems like... Yeah. It's like they're doing it to be cute. And it's like, just walk. You've got four you, legs. Why can't you walk properly? It's, just... it's like, you could only yeah. jump.
1: Yeah, I, it, exactly. I think they, they are stupid, but they also... They're basically like social media influencers, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Because they, they look good, mm. but they don't actually use any of the skills, really, that they have available to them. The, the walking is one. They fall out of yeah. fucking trees, the one place they're meant to be able to know how to exist. Yeah yeah it's not as dangerous as a mosquito but it's a bit of a pointless animal
0: is it just a prick yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> fair enough okay well your island is overrun with mosquitoes and squirrels then so oh, God. Uh, yeah. uh, a, a crappy um a crappy icing on a shitty cake there for you so um, Thank you. well look i think you've done a great job picking uh a load of terrible people and things for your island so uh, I, I, well done there um and now where can people sort of see more of you are you up to anything now that restrictions are easing where's a good place to keep up to date with everything
1: well find me on, on my socials on all social media i'm called michael packintyre um <laughs> uh, but depending on what time this when this airs on the 20th and 21st of may i'm going to be at the Soho theater mm-hmm. uh, just doing kind of a work in progress return to the stage kind of show uh, I'll be on Mock the Week on the 13th of May so you can probably catch that on, on iPlayer and, and things like that and yeah, just follow me on socials and uh, hopefully there'll be more and more stuff coming out in the, in the next year
0: Nice one, well thank you very much for coming on Desert Island Dicks today it's been an absolute pleasure mate Thanks for having me man